A very good morning. It is Monday, the 15th of January. The Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show continuing. Will Davies and Matt Burke with you today. Berkey, a very good morning to you. Great to have you in again. Morning, Will. Uh, a big weekend of sport, mm. as always. Um, it's great just flicking around, isn't it? Like you just sort of sit there and go from whatever to whatever. Um, yeah, the tennis was uh, the tennis was good last night. It's it's always it's always nice to see those qualifiers have a bit of a crack, yep, you know, and for sure. stress the 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 top seeds and and then all of a sudden you know we, we the, the news comes out that you know Novak Djokovic wasn't at his best got pushed he got pushed yeah but he was never going to lose the game no I think um, that's right yeah but um, and then you look at a bit of the cricket overnight uh, from as in Big Bash uh, a couple of retirements as well uh, and yeah. you know you, it's it's interesting isn't it? that that fairy tale ending uh, that you just don't get in sport you know yeah. that's, that's that's you know we, we saw Warner. Uh, Score well in Sydney the other week for his final Test match. Chop it in the other day yes. for the Sydney uh, for the Sydney game uh, against the Sixers. He smoked a couple, hit a couple of good Sixers. I think he hit 30, 37 or thirty four, uh, uh, and then he got at someone like uh, Aaron Finch. Mm. And first ball gets a bit quick on him, straight in the air. Uh, and and he, <laughs> I think you can see sort of Glenn Maxwell saying, "Should I drop this one or, <laughs> or not drop this one?" He's yeah. my mate. He's, yes. he's been my captain for a while, but. Yeah, great things in sport is that uh, scripts uh, are never really, rarely followed. Mm. Yeah, good weekend and plenty of results to rip through. Uh, the Australian Open starting yesterday. We are doing heroes and villains today. 0419767272, the text line and the open line, 135353. We'd love to hear from you and what you've been enjoying because I think it's a great time of year for sport. As you say, there's so much going on, a lot of variety. Um, we do miss the footy and that'll be back well and truly before we know it. Uh, a lot of news swirling around and we'll dive into a bit of that through the week. Uh, before Loz and Clark here back next week and the show returns to its normal time slot. But the uh, the variety around the world, a lot of great tennis, a lot of great cricket. The golf is continuing, the Sony Open. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood won the Dubai International overnight with Rory McIlroy finishing one shot back after a tough final round. He three-putted on the 14th, hit his driver, uh, hit his tee shot with driver into the water on the 18th as well, opening the door. But great basketball to get through. A lot of great racing as well with the Magic Millions up on the Gold Coast and the January. January Cup in Sydney as well. Naval College winning that. Um, some great boxing as well. Congratulations to uh, Jason Maloney. Mm. And uh, and and so it continues. We'll get into all of that through the morning. But I, wanted, I wanted to ask you just quickly. Mm. You, had a, you had a quick stat before uh, we got on air. How much money has been spent at the Magic Millions? And there's still some... Uh, trading, if you call that, happening today. That's right. Uh, two more days of sales up on the Gold Coast. And so far, through five days, $223.5 million spent across the sales okay, well, on the Gold Coast. Not short of a buck up there. No. It? It's fantastic. Um, my question to you is, and and uh, how much, and we always hear about how many horses actually mm. make the track, you know, like, I wonder what percentage of, of that $233 million, uh, you know, actually goes forward and, you know, gets a reward, um, you know, wins a race, uh, gets a place, makes some money out of it because it's a, uh, it's an incredible, an incredible number of, mm. of, of uh, what they're spending up there. Big um, business. And I think a lot massive. of the, a lot of the activity in and around it comes, comes back down to the breeding and, and, and that landscape now in terms of getting horses to the track and that sort of thing. So um, a lot going on on the Gold Coast. And having a quick look right now, too, at some of those results on the weekend. 25,000 fans at Aquas mm. Park. Uh, great result for them. Storm Boy won the two-year-old classic 
uh, the $3 million feature. And Highness was second with Spywire third and Erno's Cube fourth. Uh, there were delays after that as pre-race favourite Sydney Bowler was eventually scratched after getting a leg up in the gates uh, in the three-year-old guineas. Um, had to take They had to take some of the barriers apart to safely and most, most smoothly help the horse back out. John O'Shea says, though, a horse is doing really well. He's thankful for the entire team around there. Um, but it was eventually won by a bounding with Sovereign Fund second and Flying Trapeze third. Uh, Sydney Cup, as mentioned, Naval College won the $200,000 feature at Rose Hill with Robamos winning the 160k Randvert handicap. Racing today at Dubbo and Musselbrook in New South Wales and Warwick in Queensland. Um, as mentioned, the golf Tommy Fleetwood won at 19 under at the Dubai International. The Sony Open at Honolulu is uh, underway in the fourth round. We'll keep you across that as the morning continues. And a real hero out of the weekend, Jason Mayhem Maloney, defending his bantamweight world title by a majority decision over Saul Sanchez in Quebec, Canada. Uh, Sanchez was 20-2, and two, an aggressive 26-year-old Maloney. Copped some punishment, controlled it well, plenty of great punches thrown from both of them. And it was a, a great card too. Uh, Arthur Betabiev, who beat Callum Smith to retain his unified light heavyweight titles. Smith's corner ended it in round seven after some brutal punishment. I don't know how much of that you caught, Berkey, but um, huge clash coming up potentially between Betabiev and Dimity Bivol. But Aussie Rowan Murdoch also on the card. He was stopped uh, against Canadian super middleweight star Christian Mbili. Uh, Congrats to Maloney, though. Jason Maloney, his first defence of that title. You can't, uh, you can't fathom. I mean, I played, a, I played a sport for a living that was brutal at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, r- r- we, rugby league, we hear, you know, losses and stories of, you know, sort of back in the day, you know, Clarkey with, uh, you know, the ball pinging at you at 150 kilometres now. It means nothing to mm-hmm. actually getting out there and actually fighting, you know. It, 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 so much respect for those guys and girls who get in the ring and uh, and and literally put it all on the line. Um, you know, ha- throwing them is easy. Uh, <laughs> copying it, uh, I imagine, would just be just absolute mayhem. So, yes. Yeah. Well done to anyone uh, in that space, but well done um, to to the defence. Absolutely, the title. Uh, having a look at some of the day one results at Melbourne Park started yesterday. I really like it. Um, we'll get to heroes and villains soon. That's going to be my hero. The extra day in Melbourne. Makes so much sense. Certainly yeah. from a weather perspective, the broadcasters get more. We get more to watch. I'm sure the fans in Melbourne are happy. They turned out with big numbers. Caught a few people by surprise yesterday as well. I sort of forgot that it started on a Sunday at times over the weekend, mm-hmm. but um, just stretches it out nicely. Do you know, and it's, I mean, the, you talk about recovery time for athletes. I mm-hmm. think that's, that's the big one. And, you know, and when you're, and tennis is one of those great sports where, I remember, I remember Andre Agassi years ago saying that there's no whistle at the end there. He played Pat Rafter, <laughs> yeah. and, and Paddy was um, was cramping up, and and they got him in the box afterwards, and and they said, you know, do you feel for Pat? And he goes, well, no, mm. like, it's just you got to manage it, and and it could go for you know an hour, it could go for as we've seen four and a half mm. and some, um, and so uh, that's the great thing about it. Um, but the managing of yourself, you know, we we. We see why the draw is so important sometimes and, and, and why you need to get off to a good start. Three setters, three yeah. setters for the men, two for the women. Uh, so you've got sort of, you know, some gas in the tank because, you know, back end of the week, if you if you happen to cop a, and it usually doesn't happen, but a day to day, and if you're chasing because of the weather, um, you know, and all the factors go against you, it's a um, it's an incredible sport for recovery and, 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 and backing up. And, yeah. and I think we're talking to Roger Rashid a bit later. Yes. I think, 
uh, it just, I mean, it'd be a good question to ask him how, how they do it because so much is, is focused on that recovery now yes. for all athletes um, to get themselves into shape and, and <laughs> gone are the days of having a steak and eggs at, uh, at dinner <laughs> yes. before you play. Yeah, the it's, carb uh, loading. Yeah. 100%. It's, uh, it's got a little bit more technical than that yeah, these days. for sure. Some of the day one results. Novak Djokovic, the number one seed on the men's side, beat Dino Prismic from Croatia, a qualifier in four sets. Uh, he was good, Prismic, uh, but... Djokovic, 6-2, winner. Uh, some other key results or, or marquee matchups on day one. Yannick Sinner beat uh, Botic van de Zanschulp from the Netherlands in straight sets. Uh, number eight seed on the women's side, Maria Sakari beat now Hibano of Japan, 6-4, Arena Sabalenka, the number two seed, beat uh, Ella Seidel of Germany, 6-love, I think it was 6-1. Uh, Andre Rublev, the number five seed, beat Thiago Sabath Wild in five sets, needing three hours, 42 minutes. Mm. Wildcard, Carolina Wozniacki returned. She beat Magda Lynette, who retired. Francis Tiafo beat Borna Koric in four sets. Taylor Fritz needed four hours and three minutes to beat Facundo Diaz-Acosta. And Amanda Anasimova upset number 13 seed, Lyudmila Sampson over of Russia, 6-3, 6-4. And on the Aussie side, Chris O'Connell won in five sets against Christian Garin of Chile. Did you see his stitch up? I didn't. I didn't see it. Double no. bounce? No. Yes, no, I did. I did see oh. that. Yeah, didn't quite get there. Mm. Yeah, well, supposedly. I mean, I mean if, if we're talking about technology, you know, when they've got, the, they've got technology for the line, uh, why don't they just go upstairs and say... I'm wondering, I mean, I know they do have a review upstairs. I wonder if they can do the reviews like that. It's it not often you get the double bounce, mm. uh, and it's not often that you, you'll get a player who doesn't accept it, you mm-hmm. know, as in, like, you know, I didn't get there. Um, you know, it's the integrity of the sport. But when the umpire, the chair umpire, is three feet away, and they miss it like that, uh, and then uh, O'Connell's uh, opposition then went on to win that set. Mm. Um and uh, fortunately, it didn't have too much bearing on the rest of the game. But, um, I mean, you'd be filthy, wouldn't you? I mean, and, and however much blowing up you do, the referee is never going to change the decision. Yeah. It means so much, certainly to players like Chris O'Connell, too, getting through of to course. that second round. Sets up their entire year. It's a huge well, opportunity yeah, for yes. the Aussies yes. to really get themselves stuck in. Dane Sweeney, a qualifier loss to Francisco Sarundolo from Argentina, five sets. Uh, wonderful performance from Sweeney. Uh, he was saying afterwards, it's great to know that I can mix it with the best. This, uh, obvious, com- obvious comparisons for him with Leighton Hewitt, but that said, if Leighton Hewitt and Cameron Smith, the golfer, had a baby, <laughs> that would be it. Like, there is a lot about the tenacity? Him. Yeah, like, just superb stuff. Um, Adam Walton lost to Matea Arnaldi in three sets. Jason Kubler lost to Daniel Gallen of Columbia in five sets. Four hours, 59 minutes. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, he helped organisers get their money's worth out of that one too. Um, some matchups today to keep an eye on. A lot of Aussies in action. Uh, Storm Hunter plays Sarah Arani. Alexi Popurin plays Mark Polmans. Daria Saville against Magda Lena Fretch. Uh, Omar Jaseka plays number nine seed Hugo Hercatch. And on it goes. Alex Demonor takes on Milos Raonic tonight. Mm. Some of the big names in action today as well. Daniel Medvedev, Coco Golf, Stefano Tsitsipas, Felix Olga Aliassime plays Dominic Team today. That's a, a beauty on paper. Uh, Adrian Manorino plays Stan Wawrinka. So much. Yeah, wonderful time of year. The tennis starts. It is. And uh, and we really love ripping into that. And well done on the pronunciations of the names. Thanks very much. So yes. far we'll just roll on. Another big result over the weekend. Socceroos 2-0 over India. Uh, not too many Real soccer pundits impressed. The the football fans were happy with the win, but took a lot for the Socceroos to get there. Um, it's, it's a difficult sport, isn't it? Well, like anything, the critics are difficult, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, 
you, you win your games, you go through. Mm-hmm. And I know it's supposed to be near. Well, they're supposed to win six blot against oh, India. Oh, I think uh, that was yeah. I understand that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And and that's the that's the predictions from all the punters. But yeah, you know, when you look at when you look at what you know they produce, and and you look at what the opposition produces as mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, it, it, the old saying, "Park the bus." You know, if if, if India put eight people back, mm-hmm. how are you supposed to score it? You know, we hear it in the commentary, you know, like it, they should be able to close a game out yes. now. They're up by, you know, up by one, which means they're just going to throw everything in defence, pull their attacking players off and go from there. Um, look, you know, like, be grateful for the win, I reckon, you know. I, sure. I, I know it's I know it's difficult and, it's, and it's a, sometimes it's a tough game to watch 90 minutes and they're just passing around, but it's the way they play. That's the concern, I think, isn't it? That they're worried that the goals, well, we're all worried, where are the goals going to come from? Mm. Uh, teams are going to be able to stifle them. They need to wear them down. They were able to do it 2-0, their fitness, the way that they keep attacking and finding a way. Um, and what was done at halftime worked. They were able to show them some uh, some vision and fire them up a little bit. So it is, uh, it is a, I mean... Like all sport, we sit there because we because we're so good at all sports. Uh, we get incredibly frustrated at, at watching it. Sydney FC uh, were playing Adelaide uh, on Saturday night, I think it was, uh, and uh, it was three one at half time. Mm. Four four three, the game finished. I think it was uh, in favour to Adelaide, and um, it's like pull the trigger, have a shot, yeah. like make the goalkeeper at least. Have a save, like make make him. You know, we're talking about shots on goal. It's one of the stats: shots on goal. And and you know, if they have if they're having four shots on goal, and I know sometimes they're outside the box and the rest of it, but just pull the trigger. You know, like they they passing it around, then they'll lose possession, they'll turn it over, and, and you're in a good spot. And it's incredibly. Fr- I mean, I love it. I played it as a kid. I love the game, mm-hmm. but incredibly frustrating sometimes. So I can understand where the the criticism comes from. Yeah. Um, because it's so easy from the sideline. It is. Create some chaos. It's like the Olympics every year within 45 seconds. We're all experts on diving <laughs> and the over-rotation and the splash, aren't we? But um, So much to rip into this morning and get through. Um, the NFL, lot of, uh, a lot of chat around that and the, and the weather. There are some games mm. this morning. First one kicking off at 8.30 uh, AEDT. Um, plenty of other sport to go through. And Heroes and Villains. 0419-767-272, the open line 13-53-53. We'll have a look at all of that and so much more coming up. But after the break, the newspaper headlines. Back page of the Daily Telegraph. Aussie's open dream rests on finding a way to stop Raonic rockets and Speed Demon is the inset. Alex Demon are taking on Millis Raonic today. We spoke about it with Roger last week and we'll look at it he's again had, today. He's had nearly two years off. Raonic, yeah, a lot of injuries, ranked months. in the 300s. It, sh- it shouldn't be an issue for Demonor today. He's into the top 10. He's beating world-class opponents. Raonic yeah. at one point was very good. Yes. Going to be short of fitness. We know Demonor can run players around. The, the balls are a little bit slower, allegedly. Yeah. Shouldn't have an issue. But Maybe that, goes that, to four. But if that heavy ball, though, might work for his serve, as in Raonic's serve, he's, he's, I mean, he's a big human. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. Demonor is talking about you know, if it goes the length, He'll be able to be, you know, yeah. sort of Rocky four, three, two, or one type <laughs> yes. thing. You know? uh, it's make and break. The Kings aren't ready to abdicate the crown just yet. But after a rocky month, Sydney roared back to fire with a 29-point demolition of the New Zealand Breakers in front of a season-high crowd of 16,605. Uh, looking inside, Thunder caught short. The Adelaide Strikers have clinched the last remaining BBL final spot with a thumping nine-wicket win 
over the Sydney Thunder, who are likely to finish up with the wooden spoon after another the dreadful display in Canberra. That's from Martin Gabor. And the top four is set. It's just a case of whether Sydney Sixers or Perth Scorchers finish second. Mm. The other team will finish third. Uh, Brisbane locked into the top spot. Uh, no joking matter for Smith from Daniel Cherney. Steve Smith says Australian selectors thought he was joking when he canvassed the idea of replacing David Warner as test opener. Uh, Steve Smith thinks his scoring rate will go up. Such is the way test cricket has changed. He's saying that coming in num- number four, the fields are a little bit more defensive. The balls lost shine. Mm. Had to work a lot more, see a lot more balls to score, but thinks opening the batting, his strike rate will go up and the runs potentially are going to be a little bit easier for him. So, Did you hear Warner's little chat before he walked out the other day, before his opening? So no. Warner was mic'd up. Mm-hmm in the Sydney Smash game. And uh, and he was having a bit of a chat. He was talking to the, the, the guys up in commentary, but he was basically standing next to Steve Smith mm-hmm. and uh, and giving a, a, his two bobs worth. And then he sort of went, oh, he's got a mark on his shoe. That, that'll affect him. Like he's like, you know, yeah. he's got some idiosyncrasies <clears throat> that goes with his, with his play. Uh, and then he tried to uh, pull a ball that was like three feet outside off yeah. stump and, and got <clears throat> caught. Um, it, it'll, be, it'll be an interesting... Uh, it'll be an interesting little, I suppose, project if you call it. I mean, he's not calling it a project. He's, he's he wants to stay there for a, for a, yeah. a, a long period it's a of time. Four or five year thing, isn't um, it? Yeah. But the mentality of changing from four to one. Um, I mean, and we'd have to ask, you know, Clarky in, in this role, mm-hmm. what is the actual difference? Because, you know, I mean, the, the, the way they see the ball now is different to what it used yeah. to be a, a traditional opener. So, um, has he got that ability to? play shots and go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it'd be interesting to, to, to see if his strike rate does go up because, I mean, we know he's a great bat. Uh, yep. He's just got to be able to, to take that new ball uh, you know, new ball on. How often how often do you sit there at, at first drop and go, you're in within a couple of pills, like yeah. a couple of overs? Yeah, it has happened for sure. Uh, Marsh calls time after 23 seasons. Coverage of Sean Marsh announcing his retirement from the Big Bash. A terrific career. We'll have a look at that through the morning. A lot of coverage of the Australian Open and the matches to come up and some great coverage too of the racing with plenty of previews for Dubbo and Musselbrook today and uh, Adams too good to be lazy. Jalen Adams is one of the finest players the NBL has seen in recent years so he is better than just giving up on a defensive play. More there on the Kings and Foreign Legion shows the way. Coverage of the Socceroos start in the Asian Cup. Uh, we'll have a look at some of the Premier League scores after the break as well because Tottenham and Manchester United were in action first thing this morning. Uh, the back page of the Courier Mail return to sender. Uh, coverage of Alex Demonor. Uh, bullets hitting their target. Coverage of Sean Marsh. It's right time to walk away, declares Marsh. Um, and the Windies coach's desperate plea to save cricket. West Indies coach Andre Coley has called on cricket's leadership to put up or shut up when it comes to saving the test format globally while floating the idea of four-day tests in a bid to make it more appetising for players. They're in the Courier-Mail. Uh, a lot of Australian Open coverage as well, similar to the Telegraph, understandably. Uh, fantastic streak has bullets shooting high. A fourth straight win has given the resurgent Brisbane Bullets a hunger for the National Basketball League playoffs after they plucked the Illawarra Hawks 110-103. to 103. 
and have a look further. Uh, some good racing coverage as well. Uh, this uh, Giga Kick in Teeth. Clayton Douglas says the Giga Kick camp is dying for a rematch with Star Mare in Paratres, but revealed his champion sprinter had so far been unable to return to track work with his strange injury. Uh, more on that in the Courier Mail. And the back page of the Sydney Morning Herald in the sports section. Nick Kyrgios, how I learnt to love the goat. Nick Kyrgios making sure that he's involved at the moment. Uh, Kerr's <laughs> on the long road to recovery. Coverage of Sam Kerr after she went through mm. surgery for her ruptured ACL. And Smith, the opener, dares Paceman to bounce in more coverage ahead of the first test between Australia and the West Indies mm. in Adelaide this week. From Daniel Brettig in the Sydney Morning Herald, Steve Smith has dared the world's fast bowlers to waste the new ball by bowling short to him ahead of his fresh start as test opener against the West Indies in Adelaide from Wednesday. Smith let his partner Usman Khawaja know he had been given the nod to open last week by texting him to ask who should take the first ball at Adelaide Oval. Jeez, he's not bad, is he? Yeah, straight in there. <laughs> And a bit of coverage of the Big Bash as well. We'll have a look at all of those scores and your texts on 0419-767-272 for Heroes and Villains. A $100 gift card up for grabs. Not a bad way to start the week. It is 6.30am Australian Eastern Daylight Time, 5.30am through Queensland. The Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show with Will Davies and Matt Burke. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. Heroes and Villains this morning on 0419-767-272 or 13.53.53. We'll have a look at that in a sec. But in the meantime, in the Premier League this morning, Manchester United 2 drew with Tottenham 2. Timo Werner, an assist on debut for Tottenham. Uh, who have now scored in 33 successive Premier League games, but uh, a 2-2 draw against United. Also overnight slash this morning, Newcastle 2, beaten by Manchester City 3. City move up to second with that result because Everton 0 drew with Aston Villa 0. Villa dropping down to third. And over the weekend, Chelsea 1 beat Fulham 0. Burnley 1, Luton 1. Uh, it's Chelsea's third league win in a row, but still mid-table, so work to do there. But Ange's Tottenham 2-2 with Manchester United this morning. In the NFL today, a couple of games coming up, 8.30 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time, the first kickoff. The Packers are at the Cowboys. A lot of love for Jordan Love, and uh, interesting to see how he goes against Dak Prescott and those Cowboys. The Rams are at the Lions from midday Australian Eastern Daylight Time, so 11 a.m. throughout Queensland. And tomorrow, the Steelers and the Bills at about 8.30am Australian Eastern Daylight Time. That's because that game was postponed from this morning due to the wild weather in the US. So it was moved back a day uh, and a later kickoff because uh, of interest for fan safety travelling to and from the game in the storms. Fans had been asked, I don't know if you saw this, Berkey, mm. a call from the Buffalo Bills for all fans who were interested, fit and able, and either, either over 18 or under 18 with their work papers to help them clear snow. 20 bucks an hour. 20 an hour, free food, regulated meal breaks, get in there, support the team. Did it you was, see the picture of it, though? Yeah. It was, <laughs> There's a mountain of snow. Originally going to be from 10 p.m. Saturday into Sunday our time. Uh, the change, it's been changed then uh, from 8 a.m., I think it was, that they wanted them, given the change of game time and, and everything else. So um, the results yesterday, C.J. Stroud, uh, it was his show against the Browns. He's the youngest quarterback at 22 years and 102 days to win an NFL playoffs game. 45-14 to 14 the score. Stroud was subbed out after three quarters. And the Chiefs beat the Dolphins 26-7. to seven. Freezing temperatures. It was negative 7 Fahrenheit. So it was about negative 20 
degrees Celsius and a wind chill of around negative 30 at times. Negative 34 degrees Celsius wind chill. Did you see the other one where they... uh, um it was a you know, social media thing. They could take a bottle of water out of the fridge, mm, I did see that. pull it out, and it would start to freeze because yeah. it, was, it was so cold. It's amazing how uh, you – I mean, the, the temperatures in America can fluctuate, you know, from, you know, plus 40 to minus 40 mm-hmm. something. Um, and uh, and you've got to play in it. You've got to, you've got to know how to play. You've got to learn how to play in that weather. Uh, and, you know, here in Australia, it's – probably Canberra, mm. you know, like the NRL yes. and Rugby Union, the two teams out of there. Um, I'm sure Melbourne would get it, get its hit as yeah. well. Icy, icy winds. Icy winds. And you just got to know how to play. You've mm. got to know, know what to wear, how to play. Uh, and then, you know, our, our old gig was over in New Zealand as well, and that was fresh. You go yes. to the, some of those places like the very bottom of Invercargill. And, Did you ever, um, ever play in snow? Played in snow, then played the, and then went in the UK. Yep. Yeah, and played played uh, played in snow, played in hail. Played, yeah, you know they call the games off over there because the um, the grounds get frozen and then the grass gets too sharp. If, yeah, if that's the uh, <laughs> if that's the word. So <clears throat> you run out there and your boots are crackling on the oh. ice. So it's a uh, it's a it's a nice wake up call. That's, yeah, that's no for sure. And just fresh, like you know, it can be a, it can be a cracking day. Uh, blue sky and just so cold. Always the coldest when there are no clouds. When there are no clouds, man, you just got nothing. Like yeah. standing at fullback, I had nothing anyhow. So it's like, <laughs> did, did you ever play a game where the 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 mist or the the fog was so bad that you you waiting you for the see. kick? You're waiting for someone to call their kick. They've kicked and you're just waiting for it. Not not as bad as as where you don't know what's going on yeah. down the, down the, down the track. There's been uh, there's been times when it's been sort of you know like the fog has set in but yeah. had, had moved on. Uh, the other ones are sometimes, you know, the great ones where they, you know, they let off the, the, the fireworks before the game. You yeah. know, it just hangs around. There's no wind. And you try and start it. I and mean, we've seen that in the NRL and, and sort of Origin Theatre where, you know, you're playing in, in sort of smoke-covered stuff. Uh, yeah. I think they did it They did it in a final once in New Zealand, I think it was. And the commentators literally had no idea. Obviously, the players could see. Yeah. Um, but uh, from outside in, uh, it was absolutely nothing. But... You know, where there is a factor and that, um, you know, America gets the extreme. So, obviously, most of the time, the games are called off for safety for the, yeah. for the fans, not so, much the, uh, not so much the players. So, yep. getting in and out of stadium and stuff. That was the call over there. So, uh, plenty going on in the NFL as the playoffs have started. On the text line, a couple coming through. David Warner is having himself on if he thinks he's going to end up in the commentary box. The bloke can't string two words together. Time for him to sail off into the sunset. That's from The Critic. Uh, this one, well, Stormboy's worth $50 million now in re- relation to the, mm. the figures in racing. That's it. That's, this time of year, it's all about uh, the pedigree and, and what comes next from a breeding perspective as well. $50 million, the call there for Stormboy and what that's worth in the future. Uh, hero is Adam Hieronymus, great rider who doesn't always get the accolades he deserves. Villain will always be the joker when he is in Oz. Can't stand to watch him. Djokovic and Warner can't do anything right, I think, in yeah. a lot of ways. And, and the history follows them. But heroes and villains, um, I'll let you go first here. What have you got oh, you like, for us? Okay, right. So my, um, I mean, it's, it's a bit of a tongue-in-cheek villain uh, this week, but Rory McIlroy, we've just seen mm. him over in Dubai. Like uh, he lost by one, as you mentioned, early to uh, to the to the Englishman Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, he three-putted uh, the 14th from two foot. And, uh, you know, the way they, the, the way those guys hit it, they just pump it in the back of the hole. It missed, it went past, it went probably three feet past. Yeah. He missed the one coming back and he dropped it in. Then he... Pull one on eighteen into the water, um, and if you if you get to watch uh, or, or see it, it's a uh, it is like, well, I don't know if you call it the ocean up there, but there's lots of water up there, uh, and uh, um, 
a big waste bunker right, and he, and he pulled it left, and yeah. Tommy Fleetwood wins by one. So Rory, in, in tongue-in-cheek, is my, um, my villain this week because he couldn't sink that, that two-footer. Uh, and then continuing the golf theme, and, and it's an Aussie in, in, um, in this regard, Minwoo Lee, uh, just absolutely, as they call him, the chef, just absolutely yeah. flying at the moment. He, everything he touches uh, uh, turns to gold. He won here in the Aussie summer mm-hmm. uh, up in Queensland. Uh, he, he, he was competing in the Australian Open um, till, the, till the very end. Uh, but he's just signed a new deal uh, with Lululemon as the face of Lululemon. Uh, for golfing at times. Yeah, you know? very good. Uh, it just seems like everything that he's touching is is turning to gold at the moment. So let's hope that has the effect uh, when he goes to the States in his limited um, uh, start that he gets over there uh, and also in, in Europe um, uh, that he continues the, the, the form that he's in because, you know, we saw Cam Davis, um, you know, last week or this just or going now in the Sony Open. He was leading round one. Uh, we need more Aussies on the top of the leaderboard, uh, you know, when we're talking internationally as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Um, I think I'm going to stick with the tennis. Just starting the extra day as my hero. I love it. I think they've they've had issues with the late finishes, 3 a.m., 4 a.m. at various tournaments, and, and Melbourne's no different sometimes. Um, late starts, late finishes, getting that extra day. Hopefully that stretches it out. But an extra day of high-class sport, never a problem in my eyes. I love it. So I think that's good also with potential rain around and, and heat policies and that sort of thing. So um, love that one. My villain, I'm going to go with left field. Yeah. Uh, yesterday in the NBA, Jason Tatum was ejected in the fourth quarter for arguing a no call. They've got a bit of a, a, a an officiating issue in terms of what the fans are expecting mm-hmm. the NBA. There are a lot of ejections, a lot of arguments around the officiating um, and just People, the, the cliche line, fans are paying to see the star players play, let them play. Um, Tatum said that he knew the situation of the game. They were up very, very comfortably in their game. So he said at some point you've got to stand up for yourself. He argued the no call, got a technical foul for that, then kept arguing and was ejected. He was backed by his coach. But uh, it seems to be happening a lot at the moment in terms of um, for players being ejected and fans travelling to see them or tuning in to see the absolute star players. But the Celtics, 145 beat Houston, 113. Tatum had scored 27 points, eight rebounds, five assists, uh, to the point where he was ejected. He got teed up and, uh, and, and on he went. So Boston unbeaten at home, 19-0. Um, a couple of the other games yesterday. The Bucks 129 beat the Warriors, 118. The Knicks, 106, beat Memphis, 94. And the Thunder, 112, beat the Magic, 100. As you said, the great saying of a referee is that they're not seen in a game. That They're the best games you play. <clears throat> it's like the American stuff, and, and, and this is, I think, where you're taking aim. Uh, the theatrics that go with making signals mm-hmm. of either you're out or a foul or you know the, the, tech, the tech fouls, they... They go over the top, yeah, and you know, and and that only infuriates the athlete. Um, I mean, baseball is a cracker, you know. I could, I, I understand it's subjective to where the ball goes over the plate, that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, the, the 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 umpires at home base and the carry on, it's like, man, what, what's going on? And then, you know, the, the you're never going to win that. That's the thing. No, you, you're not. You, if they send you, you can't do anything about it. You've just got to take your medicine and go. But. Yeah. I think sometimes they're a bit precious, William. Uh, on the open line, good morning, Shane. Heroes and villains, thirteen fifty-three, fifty-three. How are you, mate? Uh, good, Will. Maddie, how you going, boys? All well, right, mate. Well, well. What do you got for us, Shane? Look, um, you mentioned them both, Will. Um, my hero, CJ Stroud and the Houston Texans. Great game. They just absolutely smashed them. First time a rookie quarterback and rookie coach 
have beaten the number one defence in the playoffs. Um, I don't know how much further they'll go, but they'll be fun to watch. They're a red-hot team. Uh, my villains, Jesus, the NFL. Psyched up this morning, ready for the Steelers and the Bills. Mm. Bit of snow, and they call it off. <laughs> the, the snow's, the snow's going to be there tomorrow. What's it's it, going to be no different. How much is a bit of snow, Shane? Well, they... oh, it's six or six or seven. Yeah, they, they, on they, the, on they, the, they didn't get that much. The, 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 the official line was that they called it off because of fan safety. They were worried about the storms and the winds fans travelling yeah. to and from the game. It wouldn't have happened in the 70s or 80s. <laughs> you know, it's, it's sad. Um, just one other thing, boys. I don't know if you know. If you didn't have the NFL Network in America yesterday, the, the Chiefs game, you had to stream it on Peacock, yeah. one of the streaming services. And everybody's blowing up the luck over there. I just saw footage of it breaking up during the game. Commentator wasn't matching the footage. But this is the greed of the NFL. And the NRL's got to be careful not to think they can do this sort of thing. Because once you start, I know Amazon has their Thursday night games, but once they start greedy and handing out to all these Mickey Mouse networks, yeah. the coverage isn't as good. I mean, I've got the zone, and I'm telling you, this year they've gone in combination with some boxing telecasters. It is garbage. It is dead. I'm, 288 bucks for this. I'm not. I'm not paying next year because you get all the games, most of the games on ESPN or Seven Plus. But an NFL fan, if you're paying, you want the best service. Mm. And over in America, that's not cheap. They'd be blowing up deluxe over there. Well, Shane, do you know where you can get all games live? The Tab app. In Play yeah, Central well, on the Tab yeah. app, every game live as it's played in the NFL. So that's, uh, that's worth keeping, uh, keeping an eye on it as well if, uh, if you want to get, get involved that way. But, Shane, always appreciate the call. We've got to get to a break. Adam Pengelly coming up next. Heroes and Villains on 0419 or 13 53. Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. It is uh, six minutes to seven Australian Eastern Daylight Time. And six minutes to six Australian Eastern Standard Time through Queensland. Adam Pengelly, good morning to you. How are you? How was the weekend? Morning, Will. Morning, Berkey. Yeah, had a great weekend, Will. Um, really enjoyable. Just talking to Tom off air. Geez, the weather was hot on Saturday. I had a good good day at the beach mm. on, on Saturday with the family, but uh, it took a turn yesterday, didn't it? So I've a bit more wet weather around Sydney this week, I think. Yeah, the beach was the, uh, the plan on Saturday, wasn't it? The first warm day for a little while. I took the dog for a walk and lost about three kilos. <laughs> it was that humid on the weekend. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Um, how do, in saying that then, talk about ridiculous storm boy. Uh, quite incredible, Adam. Berkey, he was unbelievable. Absolutely phenomenal that performance. And certainly in, in the history of the Magic Millions, it's hard to think of a more impressive win, even going back to the likes of Dan's hero. The way he put that field away which is breathtaking there on the weekend. And I know he's only early in his career, but he's giving every indication. He could just be one of these absolute two-year-old machines. It's just way better than every other uh, horse of his generation at the moment. And Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott, we've been talking about it for a couple of months now. Their stable has been absolutely low-flying, and that was sort of the piece de resistance, wasn't it? Just the cream on the, uh, on the cake there on the weekend. He was just so good. And only three starts into his career, and who knows what he could do. He could come out and win the Golden Slipper. He could win the size and the champagne. It certainly looks like there's no issues getting over seven furlongs or even to a mile later this season. But they are two-year-olds. They are, they are hard to hold together, and it's, it's difficult to make them peak for a Magic Moons and get them up again to, to win again in the Sydney Autumn Carnival. But he's giving every indication he's going to be a horse who can do that. And I want to give a tip of the hat to um, Adam Hieronymus. I know you guys spoke about him just a little bit earlier. For him to, to win probably the most important race of his career so far was a, a real feather in the cap for him, given what he's been through in his career so far. And 
Also, I thought the race was another indication of what can happen when you get a speed horse who draws out wide. He, he wasn't that great in the stride there on the weekend. If you watch the replay, and particularly the, the drone shot or the overhead shot, if he'd drawn barriers, say, one, two, three, four, I reckon he would have been crossed and smothered back on the mm. fence. But because he'd drawn a little bit wider on the track, it just allowed him a little bit of time to muster without having anyone cross him, and he was able to get to the front there. So he had to burn the candle at both ends, and he, and he put them away so stylishly. So well done to him. I thought a couple of the horses there were there to beat him. Highness was in the right spot to beat him. I thought Arabian Summer had every chance as well, but they just were not in the class of Storm Boy, who is a serious, serious two-year-old. Yeah, impressive stuff. Uh, dr- drama before the Guineas, Sydney Bolo. We heard the update from John O'Shea saying that all seems well, and, and he's very thankful for the attention and treatment the horses received and, and the work of everyone at Aquas Park on the day. But run us through a little bit of that, and, and then, of course, abounding getting through. Yeah, it was quite distressing, wasn't it, Will, to, to watch those scenes on Saturday afternoon. Obviously, the horse read up in the gates and then got himself cast, and it was took a long time to extract him from under, out from underneath those gates. And when that sort of happens, you, your heart's in your mouth, and the longer they're stuck in those gates there, the, the more you fear for their safety. And obviously, the the barrier attendants and all the staff across on the other side of the track did a, did a fantastic job to eventually get him out of that sticky situation. He was taken to the vet hospital up there on the Gold Coast, and... Thankfully, all the reports yesterday suggest he can come through that okay, but it caused absolute chaos late in the day on the Gold Coast there. They had to delay the Magic Means Guineas by more than an hour, push back those other races. They'll scramble to try and get the last race done before it got dark, and um, they did well. So, thankfully for Sydney Bowler, horse has come a long way in a short space of time. It looks like he'll be okay. Um, just on the race itself, well, what a story for Robert Heathcote, and, and in particular, the jockey Martin Harley to win on a bounding in the Magic Means Guineas there. When you look back on the on the weekend, you've got Adam Hieronymus winning the Magic Millions Classic and Martin Harley winning the Magic Millions Guinea. So a great story for a couple of jockeys who obviously had huge days in their careers there on the weekend. But obviously the story of the race was Sydney Bowler. And thankfully, it seems like he'll be okay. And what about King of Spider winning again? How good? Berkey, it's an annual benefit for this horse going up to the Gold Coast every year. It's quite remarkable, isn't it? He got a couple of years, he won the Magic Millions Guineas. He went back up there last year, won the Magic Millions Sprint. He went up there again this year, started at a ridiculously short price, but he's just way better than those horses. He's near the Magic Million Sprint. So well done to the Snowdens. I know Ron Duffy and the family are a part of the ownership as well. And I think Duff was sort of joking on the coverage on Sky Thoroughbred Central after the race. Well, we're just getting ready for next year's race. <laughs> Start thinking about it in 12 months' time, given how much money he's won up there on the Gold Coast. So he's a top-level sprinter who's raced against some of our better Group 1 and Group 2 sprinters um, in Sydney and Melbourne throughout the course of his career. And when he goes up to the Gold Coast, there's not much opposition for him up there. Here in Sydney, the Rose Hill meeting, Naval College, a, a really impressive winner. I couldn't believe this, Will, when I checked the times. He's broken Octagonal's long-standing track record at Rose Hill over 2,000 metres, which has stood, mind you, for the best part of more than 20-odd years. He absolutely smashed it there on the weekend. So obviously the track was playing really firm and fast. And we spoke about him on the program um, last week. I, I think I said on Friday, I want to tip him in this race, but I don't want to back him around $2.40, $2.50. I want to get a three in front of his price. And that happened to be, he touched $3.40 at, at some stage. It was a little bit of a late firm into $3.10, $3.20. And he was just far too good. He's a really, really impressive stayer on the rise. And at this time of year, you can get those stayers on the rise and string back-to-back wins together because they're just better than their opposition. So... He was down in the weights there on the weekend. I'm sure Annabelle Neesham is starting to plan some black type races for him, I would have thought, if not the Autumn Carnival, definitely throughout the winter up there in Queensland. And there's no doubt he's got the potential to go to that level and, and win many more races. Oh, we're looking forward to it, Adam. Thank you as always. We'll chat again tomorrow. 
See boys. Adam McGilly from the Sydney Morning Herald and uh, BSB Racing and Rugby League expert. It is approaching 7 o'clock through New South Wales and 6am throughout Queensland. Wet conditions throughout Sydney today and parts of New South Wales and Queensland. So, of course, stay safe with all of that rain and uh, on your way to work or wherever you are driving. Uh, NFL kicking off in about an hour and a half's time. Plenty of football to get through. Some golf as well. The Sony Open final round is underway. And, of course, looking at some of those tennis results. Novak Djokovic, Berkey, mm-hmm. winning his opener yesterday evening. Yannick Sinner beating Bottic van de Zanschulp 6-4, Marie Sakari, Irina Sabalenka, Andre Rublev and Francis Tiafo. Some other winners on day one. Of the Aussies, Chris O'Connell, the only Australian to win yesterday, won in five sets. Dane Sweeney, Adam Walton and Jason Kubler losing their first round matches. Some of the Aussies in action today, Alex Demonor, Storm Hunter, Alexi Popperin playing fellow Aussie Mark Polmans, Daria Saville, Omar Jaseka, Taylor Preston, Alexander Vukic and Jordan Thompson in an all-Aussie clash. Rinky Hijikata playing Jan Leonard Struff and James Duckworth taking on Lucas Van Ash. It is 7am. We'll be back after the news.